Welcome to Let's Talk Tourism, the best local tourism podcast to keep your finger on the pulse of our rapidly changing industry. Join your industry expert hosts, Gabby Daniels and Katie Hoken, each Friday morning. Let's Talk Tourism. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Levart. Levart provides website, booking engine and channel management technology to accommodation properties throughout the Asia-Pacific region. Their aim is to empower every property with the ability to disrupt the dominance of online travel agents and transform direct into their most attractive and popular booking channel. Levart solutions are easy to implement, simple to use, cost effective and they provide comprehensive support from their client success team based in Australia. Welcome to the Let's Talk Tourism podcast. I'm your host, Katie Hoken. And I'm Gabby Daniels. And today in the studio, we welcome Brad Langton, the CEO of National Media. National Media is one of Australia's leading independent exhibition organisers, listing amongst its event portfolio, No Vacancy, the largest annual exhibition for hotels and accommodation industry. Brad's experience includes senior leadership positions across sales and marketing in a variety of industries and roles across many different locations. Brad, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for having me. Brad, National Media is highly acknowledged leader in the Australian exhibition and events industry space, specifically for, for No Vacancy. Can you tell us a little bit more about No Vacancy and what it's all about and I guess why it's so great for the sector? So No Vacancy is uh, the largest uh, annual exhibition for the hotel and accommodation sector. Um, it's only been around for three years now. Um, My gosh. It's yeah. huge <coughs> very, already. Very quickly well grew from, Didn't it? Uh, I think, around 2,000 hoteliers and accommodation professionals in its first year to last year over 5,500 coming from around the country and as wow. far as New Zealand, Singapore uh, and, uh, and Indonesia as well. So um, it's a place where general managers, owners, small hoteliers, revenue managers, marketers all come together to connect is where they come to discover what's new and innovative in technology, robots, right through to you know sustainable mini shampoos and everything in between. So ultimately an expo is always a, a, a gathering of products, services and solution providers that, that support the industry. And it's also anchored by, uh, I think, seven uh, for next year, conferences and summits which are also free to attend as part of that for a hotelier. And they range from things that Katie's been involved in, uh, mm-hmm. including marketing, uh, revenue and distribution, leadership, uh, technology, sustainability and energy efficiency. So content and education that can help hoteliers and moteliers and uh, holiday park owners and everybody in between, depending on their job function, uh, do better for their property and their business. So uh, we run that and it's completely free to attend for, for the entire industry every year. And what was the driving force behind creating No Vacancy? Yeah, I was going to say you grow that quick. Obviously, there's a demand, huge demand. It is. I mean, our business model is we do this in lots of different sectors. Um, We run fitness industry shows, design industry shows, and uh, for such a large sector, an important part of the Australian economy, there was no large trade show servicing the Australian market, which was uh, a huge surprise. Um, And, you know, we have a team that's uh, skilled at bringing those things to market very quickly at scale. Um, We invest heavily in it, uh, you know, upwards of a million dollars to get off the ground an event of that scale. And, uh, and, you know, go big or go home. So, you know, mm. that, that's the investment in, f- in the first year, which sees that, you know, put it on the map for everybody as being really important. And it is because I, I went, was that last year? No. Yeah, last year. 
and I always I always say it's the best like if there's if you're just going to go to one because you have to travel or what it is make sure it's that one because it really is everything like nothing compares to it really well removing barriers to entry is important I think if you want the whole industry to come together there's lots of amazing conferences all around the country but there is yes you need to pay to be there you know four hundred dollars two thousand dollars and that means that for a small motelier in Ballina they're not going to fly to Adelaide or Melbourne for a conference on top of travel and all Mm. the rest so uh for us it's travel and time but the cost is nothing and and if we can deliver a world-class education program yeah you know they can meet their current suppliers they can find new suppliers all in two days and then for us it's a a pretty attractive model and it seems to work (laughs) you could almost that was the biggest thing i too many things overlapped and i was like oh i don't know which one i want to go to because of the the leader talks that you have like there's the summits yeah Yeah, and they're great because so many of them overlapped and i was having a hard time choosing which one yeah running between the two yeah it's a good problem to have um, i know exactly and again uh, not to throw in the face of what a conference usually is but everybody sits in one room in one track listening to one thing that may not be relevant so if you're at a, a very senior hotel event and someone comes on about social media yeah you know, for example like, is no, the owner yeah. of 18 hotels interested in listening to that session no they're on their phone maybe they're not in the room in this environment. They mm. can walk out and see the floor. They can go to a different session. So mm. it, it kind of lends itself to trying to cater to everybody, but it's pick and choose as it suits. So mm. it's, it's kind of a – it just works. And it, you're also not locked in for that session. So you might turn up at a session, you know, mm. myself, I'd stand there and start listening to something and go, oh, it's probably not what I thought it was or, you know, like – Absolutely. You know, the yeah. speaker panel yep. or, or whatever it may yep. be that you can go, okay, well, I'll come back and I'll come to the next one. So, you know, you've got that freedom as well to come and yep. go. It, you don't feel awkward like you would in a conference walking out walking of the room. Walking out of the room while someone's know, like, mid-talking. It's like watching a pin yep. drop, right? So, <laughs> Correct. Correct. you know, with the summit, it's so well organised with the headphones. But if you don't have a headphone, you can still sit there and listen. Yep you know, there is that ability to walk away and not feel embarrassed or that you can't leave because you've got a, a prior appointment yeah. or, or whatever that may be from a networking perspective. No. Yeah. And that's also conducive to the scale. When you've got thousands of bodies moving around, it's it's less obvious if you're not interested in the session, you can walk out and yeah. and we encourage that. And I don't think anyone's precious about it either. It's, no, it's the environment that makes it. It's kind of known that. as that that's okay to yeah. do, which I think is which In is terms great. of numbers and people getting there and flight, like are you thinking it'll – is it going to be like bigger than ever because of what's happened or potentially not as many people travelling? or you I, don't? I wish I had a crystal ball. Um, looking at other exhibitions in other markets that yeah. have returned, uh, their numbers have exceeded record attendance. Because everyone's like, the pent up demand give me some human in connections, connections one, right? But also to do business. I mean, ultimately, yeah, as much yep. as it's about seeing each other, people come to exhibitions and, and no vacancies is another example, you know, to meet their existing suppliers, find Correct. new things. And right now their businesses have been challenged more than ever. So um, they're looking for reviewing their suppliers and, and saving costs and, mm-hmm. and doing things more efficiently. And so mm-hmm. um, the pent up demand is there, the feedback from the visitor market for us, which is hoteliers, moteliers of, of all the different job positions, is we will be there with bells on. Friday we can be there. Yeah. And again, typically a good 70% of our audience is from New South Wales by nature of travel. Ah, um, oh, okay. I was going right. to ask you um, because one of my questions always has been it's always at the ICC yes. for the yeah. last three years. Is there a reason behind that that you, you sort of haven't gone around, I guess, the country in different locations, like a bit like an ATE-style scenario? Yeah, there is. I mean um, – Every exhibition organiser around the world does this differently, but the model we follow is that when you start to move a show, uh, your exhibitors get a little bit lazy. They say, oh, we'll just do the Melbourne year. Uh, and then okay. for a visitor that 
doesn't get to go to the show, uh, for them, they're seeing less product. They're not seeing all their suppliers. And all of a sudden, we might have, instead of having 300 suppliers in Sydney every year, we have 100 in Melbourne and 200 in Sydney. Right. So the Melbourne hoteliers get to see one third of the supply market. And that doesn't make sense. Okay. So again, remembering that we're only three years old, that attendance grows and the word spreads in those states as you know, you've got to be there. And so we see that growth coming. But you always start with your local market and then mm. it takes a bit more work to get people to come from those other markets. But those that do come from you know, New Zealand, Melbourne, Queensland is actually extremely high for us as well, mm. um, being a big accommodation market, um, is uh, they're very senior decision makers and they come and they're there with real purpose they're there to do business whereas i can talk about large percentage of numbers being from new south wales but the reality is that those guys it's easy to pop down from my hotel and pop in for an hour or two so during my lunch break yeah Yeah. someone from melbourne may be there for two full days yes engaged meeting suppliers sessions and walking out and and so you know the the value of visitors is different when you look at them as well like that that's true this podcast is proudly sponsored by leave up Levart aims to empower every property with the ability to disrupt the dominance of online travel agents and transform direct into their most attractive and popular booking channel. Yeah, yeah very true. So in terms of um, what we can expect to see um, for those that have been, I guess, at no vacancy for the last three years, mm. well, you What's know, because I guess the key thing is, which you haven't talked about yet, which does make the event so great, is because you don't stop talking to people, do you? We don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a full-time audience development team for us. Can you expand on that? Because I think that's so probably why the event's so good. Yeah, so we've got two full-time staff that spend every day calling hoteliers. Um, and that's hoteliers, moteliers, that's general managers, that's marketers, that's revenue managers. That's been challenging in the last eight months. Mm. <clears throat> a lot of them are not there. Yeah. Um, they're stood down. Many are there um, wearing multiple hats. You know, F&B departments have disappeared in many properties for the time being. So, um, look, the sentiment is very different across regional versus metro. Uh, different states are different. Um, but I've got to say it's a very resilient, you know, for all the LinkedIn posts I could see that say, you know, we'll stick together, we're a resilient industry. In conversation, they really are. Yeah. The passion is there. You know, um, no one's jumping ship to other sectors. It's 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 the love for I'm staying in hotel. Oh, it's interesting that you just said that. that. So that's yeah. what you're you they're not jumping ship because I kind of thought we were losing a lot of talent to other industries. Well, in I the think meantime. the rea- reality of who attends and who our audience is is right. the lead of each department. It's the head of revenue and distribution. That might just be the revenue manager, head of marketing or the marketing manager, the social media manager. Um, I think when you go through the property and look at the other 500 staff in a, yes, in a 600 maybe staff. Yes, switching around. Yeah. Absolutely. But and you're and talking to the passionate leaders here. Correct. correct yeah. Because they're the ones that make purchase decisions. They're the ones that steer the ship and that's what no vacancy is for. You know, it's... Uh, it is for everybody by inclusion, but ultimately there's not a lot of relevance for, um, you know, a housekeeper or an F&B a- attendant to come through and meet suppliers necessarily because they don't purchase anything and content may be relevant, but again, they may not have input into strategic direction and mm. things like that. So again, it's free to attend and the show is inclusive, but the reality is we deal really with people that uh, operate and manage and, and drive change in, in the properties. Yeah. yeah. And so the f- you're getting the feedback from these guys over the last eight months and now, and it's just constantly shifting, is that going to affect a lot of the content or the delivery of your show? Yeah, it's a big challenge. So, so what are you? Well, usually we would are plan you changing six months a lot. Out. Like, what are you doing there? Yeah, usually it's six months of planning 
on the program so that it's kind of ready three months out. Um, right now it's difficult because if I was to plan today, it would be heavily yeah. COVID-related content. I know. But, but by the time we get to March, we correct. might be like, come on. We yeah. need some new stuff and to then, work towards And then now. also because people are kind of over listening to, to COVID. The COVID, you yeah. probably also... Like I don't want to go to no vacancy and hear about COVID, Brad. Can you just note that down, please? <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it. Yay, um, let's not talk about it today. <laughs> look, I think, I think the reality is that um, the same type of content we've always delivered is how to run your property more efficiently, more effectively, more profitably. And that doesn't change. COVID may be a talking point in a topic session around yeah. the changing revenue and distribution landscape, but that could be about OTAs, uh, not less relevant, but you know, li- typically a hotel leaned on an OTA to bring in all these international visitors they would never reach. Well, without that happening, they're looking at a domestic market and the OTA has become a little less relevant mm. to a savvy Australian consumer that will use it as a search engine but then may look at a direct yes. website. Yep. That doesn't happen with a traveller from China or Correct. you know the other part of the world. They make a booking on that that OTA and that they arrive at a hotel. So again, I think uh, that's a, a bit of a segue, I guess. But mm. um, the content, I don't exactly know yet, but it'll be along the lines as it always has been and, and anything to do with COVID would just be talking points, I think, within the structure of those sessions. Mm. Um, you know, sustainability, technology, while those things uh, you could argue have been uh, affected a little bit by COVID, not really. I mm. mean, you know, running a more uh, operationally efficient and sustainable hotel hasn't changed because of COVID. Technology, sure, some things have been brought forward, but technology... Uh, yeah, and, I almost think know. it's like a good... For the tech space to digitalise everything has been fast-tracked, which is amazing, yeah. like I'm seeing. Like I get, I will go out and I get handed a menu still and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, But why? even pre-check-in yeah, and, you know, like the paperless check-in, you yeah. know, a lot of those things have been brought forward that a lot of properties probably were... Just kept putting on the back burner. Correct. Yeah. Well, I would argue that they haven't, though. Really? Um, lots of talking about it. The big boys would be doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've travelled a little bit only within Queensland, but in the last um, two months and nope, there was no technology. <laughs> yes. There was no I contactless checking. Yeah. There was I think it, in though, room, it's, you know. Instead of like, we'll do this in two years, we'll do it in the next six months, a year. Or do you think they'll just get complacent again and... Um, fall back into I think it's a cost thing you know you look at some of these small operators you know mum and dad operators at the end of the day this is you know this has had a significant impact to their business and from a cost perspective there's obviously costs associated with all of these technologies Um, and that's usually the inhibiting factor for many of these which is you know unfortunate because the opportunities there Mm. and it could create great efficiencies in their business. But yeah. we've probably got suppliers out there now jumping up and down saying it's not that expensive. <laughs> it's also ability to service the market. I mean, if you look at um, mobile key or contactless check-in and things like that, um, the market of suppliers here is not that big. They can't all of a sudden turn 5,000 accommodation properties into contactless and mobile key. Yeah. The integration with internal systems and all those things is a, is a journey in, its, in itself. So, Correct. And, um, and talking about the keys as a prime example, you yeah. know, we've got new builds that have just opened their door that don't have that. Correct. So yeah. I guess, yeah. you know, if by way of making those changes – you know, for new builds, it should be almost that's a given, you know, that we're not going to the hard key scenario or, or, you Mm. know, however that's going to play out. But this concept of the mobile key, so many properties going, well, that's the cost is just through the roof. Or if you're looking at strata, you know, they've got hard keys because they've got owners and, you know, there's so many different elements to that um, as well. And I think there's still a, you know, mobile keys are very attractive product, but there's still, if you talk about the loyalty market, I mean, 
personal experience, I never check in with Mobile Key, even though I'm staying at a Hilton, or because I'm not getting my room upgrade automatically through the check-in. So I want to go and have that conversation and say, uh, hang on, see, I'm yeah. a gold member. And, and so <laughs> what are you giving and that's, me? that's not been addressed through apps and technology ah. yet. Some are doing it okay, but, you know, as the guest, and, and that reigns through, you know, the, the whole I'm going to the airport, I might ask for the upgrade. Well, that happens in human connection. Correct. And so yeah. the mobile is that. like I can click yeah. a button and I'm that's checked right. in. I don't mind for the plane because I know my seat, but yes. when I'm going to the hotel... I don't know if I can get the, the beach view room versus yep. the hinterland view. Yep. So, you know, I think that hasn't been addressed in that technology yet. And, you know, uh, I think that comes into the into play for, for some as well. Yeah, that's true. And what about um, any standout keynotes yet? Have you got anyone that's um, you, Mr. Swartz? Is he um, Dr. Jerry Swartz? He, <laughs> he was involved in the 2B September event. Yes. Uh, <laughs> look, we haven't done a lot of engagement yet. Uh, the industry is in a, in a world of... Uh, recovery and and I want to say turmoil, but up and down. And so you know we've played the role of sitting back and listening to the market. And mm. our event is while it's important to the market when it runs. Right now, it's not been about that. So um, look, we haven't focused on who's on the program. We often work backwards from what the content is first and yep. what's important, and then who's best to address then that. Getting the right people um, around. And, it. and it's not always about big names. It can be people that are doing great things behind the scenes. Um, you know, I, I think back to. Um, um, Howard Fung, who at the time was at Fraser Hospitality, um, who many would not have known, he created an entire paperless system for Fraser um, Hotels and is now, I think, at Event Hospitality. Um, we heard what he was doing and, and that was one of the most attended sessions by our scan data in the show. Um, so we look yeah, for Yeah, it's not necessarily the, the big names, right? Yeah, it's topics doing and, innovative and things. Interest. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, to that point, you know, when we look at marketing and social media and things, um, we like to balance that. So, you know, Katie's been involved before from experience with hotels, but we work with people like Web Profits and Red Agency that um, are at a whole nother level that work with, you know, global companies that can bring a little bit of, oh, well, that's how we might be able to do things as well. So it's not always about looking within the industry, but stepping outside mm. and saying who can bring real, real value here to energy energy efficiency and sustainability and that could be somebody uh, that, that sits at a you know Johnson controls that has nothing to do with hotels mm. and accommodation but has some absolute insight to what's happened in the corporate world or the, the um, and do you just hear that via stories like if someone was sitting here now listening to this podcast and thinking I've done this thing amazing thing I want to get in here do they just does that work that way can it's, it's people reach out it. to you or yeah, you predominantly find them yeah we probably have 250 to 300 inbound approaches to speak. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, right. Uh, and of that and probably got to filter 10 to 15% uh, we put in the program. Okay. Because really we lock down the content program and work out, okay, what, what works from a topic perspective and then we go out and, and kind of do our due diligence and look through those lists and see. So, um, look, it's 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 a mix. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we go, we go looking. We've got connections in lots of different sectors through Exhibition World and you always hear the stories of who's doing things that are innovative and new, whether that's published in white papers or, you know, in industry communications as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I guess it, it really is a great way to immerse yourself in the industry um, and obviously the focus on trends, you know, that are shaping the future of the sector. Um, there is the platform, the matchmaking platform as part of the event, um, which is those pre-arranged meetings, which I found really yes. useful um, when I've attended previously. Um, I also saw recently there's a webcast series. Are we able to, are we able to touch on that a little bit? Look, I guess we, we started out 
trying to do like many did as soon as COVID Did hit you join the webinar train wag- bandwagon? No, that's why we called it webcast. Yeah, webcast. Not <laughs> webinar. I can't talk. I was the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Katie rang me a hundred times to start. No, not really. Um, look, we wanted to deliver some content again like we do at a show at a point in time in a calendar that brought value. And again, watching what was happening in the market for hoteliers, we thought there were some big gaps. So we literally did three, which we thought covered those gaps, and and we've not spotted any gaps since. So we've we've done no more, and that was around. Was it only three? Yeah, it was oh, sorry, only three. I didn't keep One up. One was around technology, uh, social media, and then revenue, which were for us the three big areas that were being disrupted. Uh, you know, the technology was around. Uh, what do we do with mobile key and check in and all these yeah. guest challenges? Um, social media was around. I've probably got no budget. What can I do? Um, speaking really to that mid-market and and, mm. and, and around, and then technology. Uh, sorry, what did I miss? Um, revenue and distribution. Again, the revenue managers have had their world flipped upside down, mm-hmm. relying on walk. historic data, which There's you no have no historic thing. data, Correct. and so bringing uh, together some some experts on that. That um, really was a lot of opinion because again, everybody's crystal ball gazing. So we did three, and we stopped. We may do more. Um, you know, we get a lot of approaches, but. For us, it's got to make sense for the market and not be clouding what's already being done by great vendors or associations. So, you know, we will we will do do webcasts. Just adding more sit. noise. We actually had yeah. a really great interview um, last week with Sarah Gardner from Griffith and she said there's so much information out there but the, so much of what we're missing is taking that information, understanding what to do with it and then implementing it. To, to help your property because yeah. there is at the moment, like ma- not so much now, I feel like the webinars have calmed down, but I think there was like about 10 webinars a week at the very beginning. Um, so and I think it's like information overload. Correct. Like you said, I think it's yeah. a great way to kind of, kind of cover those core topics and go, okay, well. That's it. We don't need to keep just doing yeah. it for the sake of doing it. If more topics come up, you know, we, we'll, we'll and, we're, and no one's looking after that and helping the market. Then, then we'll jump in, but we kind of just saw it as a bit of an advocacy role to to pull some people together. And again, with lots of connects into the program that we usually run, we, we just few phone calls and we were away. So it was it was easy work, and you know we had some pretty high attendance across those as well, given the time we were on the calendar and COVID and what was going on in the in the hotel world. Um, you know, we had between five hundred and a thousand on on each webcast. So, That's great. Yeah, excellent. Brad, the sheer number of suppliers that attend the event, um, obviously, each year is phenomenal. Um, you obviously are talking to them on the ground at the moment. What's their, you know, status at the moment, considering everything they've been through? Um, and is there anything new in that space that you can share with us? It's a tough landscape. I think depending on the category you look at is uh, measuring the value, the, the level of pain they've they've felt as a business, but I think that's many businesses across many sectors. Um, you know, clearly suppliers of of F and B and things like that to hotels have been impacted in room as well. Um, you know, all of my recent stays have had the minibar removed completely um, mm. as a hygiene factor for, for particularly for corporate chain hotels. Um, the technology guys have some have had to step up and, and help with more reporting and things like that to try and give insight, and that's really around revenue and distribution um, landscape. Um, there's been some innovation, absolutely, probably around uh, hygiene, and that's you know there's been a lot of uh, I don't want to call them cleaning suppliers, but guys that have, have traditionally just supplied basic uh, cleaning and, and sanitization products that have now got. Uh, stands and and special wipes and you know gloves for housekeeping and there's a there's a whole plethora of things that have come out. Um, labeling companies with stickers that now you know say that this 
door has been COVID clean yeah, before you open. Yeah, the little things, yeah. Like th- so there's been innovation coming out of lots of different suppliers. Um, but, you know, of course they've felt pain. Many have still, you know, if they're involved in new build, uh, in, in fitting out a hotel or supplying product to it, that business has not stopped. You know, a hotel that's been coming out of the ground for the last two years is still, still coming going. out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, a hotel that's a quarantine hotel is still having its sheets turned over and, and things like that. So there's been um, sustainable business for many, um, but, you know, of course everyone's felt some pain. So, so that's challenging. And, and the trend that we all see with, you know, regional tourism lifting has been great. And then we're seeing cities start to come to life now as well. Mm. Um, you know, I know the guys at STR have looked at backwards data now, they're looking at forward data, and the sentiment is looking really positive. And I think the suppliers get to ride that wave a little bit ahead of it because hotels need to plan for upcoming occupancy. And as they do that, they need the supply, uh, you know, whatever that is, product or service in there as well. And I think that goes for staff, to your point below, uh, before earlier, Katie, is that the hotels need to bring staff back before they have the guests. So when they know they're going to be at 60% occupancy, they do need four, five, ten more staff. And, and that's... Can actually um, service it. That's bringing people back off JobKeeper and into the properties, which is good. And mm. I think that's a real challenge for some of the properties. And, and speaking to them only in the last couple of days, it's, you know, they've let go of a lot of those casuals. So they're reliant on that core staff, particularly in departments like housekeeping, where... Yeah traditionally they have been a lot of their casual staff so to bring them back when occupancy is fluctuating and lead time is so short um, so some of the properties are saying they're getting their pickup you know same day or within three days so to forecast you know for payroll or to have those people on the ground is really difficult um, yeah. and so you're really starting to see that over that departmental overlap where you've got GSAs working in housekeeping and vice versa to actually facilitate some of that. And I think the properties that are doing that well um, are the ones that are going to be able to manage through this change because you just don't have those people on hand. So it's making sure that hopefully they've used that time during COVID to train up cross, their cross staff, skill. cross skill, yeah. you know, so they can but actually... They have, you know, and, and that's many of the stories coming. It's, it's not just as a laugh. Some say, you know, I've never thought I was, I'd be a Dawson, you know, making beds, but yeah. they've embraced it. And that goes back to that earlier point about they yeah. love the industry and they want it to be back and they'll do whatever it takes to get their hotel. There's a lot of pride in their property. And um, and I'm hearing that, you know, that's that's a GM making beds and jumping in and doing coffees in the morning and and it's it's everybody coming together so I, I think the positives is that a lot of you know properties depending on the size will come out of this with a lot more community than they had before because it's a core team and of course they're going to bring back new people in in that growth and return but um, the core team has probably built connection like never before so yeah. you know uh, while business has not been great um, there's been a lot of positives that probably come out of this for many so. absolutely and also that ability for that all hands on deck you know, um, mindset, which Definitely. again, I think we were, you know, far from that and everyone had their designated roles. So it's really, I think, yeah, made people realise, you know, that that servicing of guests, everybody yeah. has a role in the hotel and the importance Agreed. of some of those roles that are generally behind the scenes that have such a huge day-to-day Definitely. Um, impact. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a brilliant note to finish up on. Thanks so much for joining us, Brad. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to learn more about us and the guests, check out our website, letstalktourism.today, which you can find simply in the show notes.